Megan, you know what I love about our partner, The Essential Calendar? I love the product so much, of course, but I also love that it comes from a small business founded by two moms. Right, just like us. Listeners, if you're drowning in details right now, like summer camps, travel plans, end of school year mayhem, give yourself the gift of The Essential Calendar, a seasonal at-a-glance poster-sized calendar for your wall. Get 10% off your order at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. That's 10% off at theessentialcalendar.com slash themomhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, and I'm here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. We are here with one of our More Than Mom episodes, and those are a little different from our regular Tuesday episodes. If you're new, we always give the disclaimer that these are not better or worse. They're just different. <laughs> They're just different. They, in, mostly in that they are not parenting and motherhood related. So right. usually we take a fun or fluffy topic. And today, this has come by listener, many listener requests lately, and we are going to be talking about what podcasts we are listening to. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, this is fun. I love it. I'm afraid mine might, might be a little redundant because I listen to a lot. So I, I tried to kind of go outside the box. I listen to a lot of very similar podcasts. So yeah, but it, it's know. always fun to hear what other people are listening to. I feel That's like true. even if it's not your jam, totally. There's yeah. so many podcasts out there like this there could so literally be. And I was thinking about when listeners requested this, Megan, I don't think we could have done this show like six months or a year ago. Definitely not a year ago. No, you were kind of out of a phase of listening to podcasts, right? Even though you're yeah, producing I, some. Well, okay. So I have this thing where when I was blogging a lot, I stopped reading blogs because I get into production and I get out of consuming our consumption. Yeah. And the other thing is a year ago, honestly, this is going to sound silly, but a year ago, there weren't as many good podcasts as there are now. Like I see in every niche more and more good stuff coming out like monthly. And yes. then also, um, yeah, like six months to a year ago, I was heads down working all the time and I just really wasn't doing a lot of listening so this would have been hard yeah and you've had some been. good discoveries this summer I know you did and yep. I for a long time I was just kind of listening to a lot of shows that were like ours and kind of half with my work hat on kind of you know just hearing what else is out there and also because I am a mom with young kids and I like these shows but my disclaimer for today is we're actually not going to recommend the shows that you would find like if you look up the mom hour this show in your favorite podcast app you're going to see something that says like if you like the mom hour you might also try these shows. That's not what the shows we're going to be talking about today, mostly because those are easy to find. Now, we love a lot of them and recommend them. So these are your What Fresh Hell, Girl Next Door, Coffee and Crumbs, Edit Your Life. Like we love a lot of these shows. They're our friends. They're our fellow podcasters. But today we're going to try to like break out of that genre a little bit because I just think it'll be more interesting. You guys know it will to, be more interesting. You guys know how to find those other friends of ours. We talk. I about do them. have yeah. one. I do have one parenting podcast on oh, the list, but I saved it to the end. So nice. Well, yeah. And there's always new ones coming out. So I love to exactly. Hear about it. Okay, yeah. first, we have a favor to ask, right, Megan? Yeah, we do. Okay, so you guys know that every so often, and Sarah, you'd be better talking about the specific um, frequency that we do this, but I want to say like every few months. Yeah, every three months or so. Okay, we do a call for listener questions, or we do episodes that are based on listener questions, yep. which means we ask for some. Mm -hmm. um, it is, I personally, they're like some of my favorite episodes to do. Yep. Partially because partially I like giving advice. Mm -hmm. I don't like giving unsolicited advice, but right. I love when my advice is solicited. <laughs> 
fun. And also because we get to hear from you guys. And if you've ever thought like, oh man, I wonder what it would be like to be a guest on a podcast, but you don't want to commit that much. You can just record your voice. We love it. Asking a question, which I think gives it a lot of depth. Like we don't mind if you guys want to email us the questions to hello at the mom hour. That's cool. Yeah. But we really love it when people either record themselves on their phone and send it to us um, or you speak pipe or can they send it to our Voxer? They can. I feel like Voxer yeah. is one of those things. If you're on Voxer, you know how it works. But you, if you're not on Voxer, don't worry about that. Just record yeah, yourself. And, but yeah, you, um, you can do it via Voxer too. And SpeakPipe is a um, is a service that you can use right through our browser. If you go to or through your browser, if you go to themomhour.com in the sidebar, there's a place where you can click and just record right right in your browser. Yeah. It's super easy. And I also like that it doesn't commit you like if you record it once and think it sounds stupid yeah. you can just delete it you don't have to send it so um anyways like that we we love that and i would recommend listening to past listener questions because we've yeah. covered a lot of topics before we try not to cover the same topic too many times although everybody's situation has a, a nuance or two that yeah. sometimes makes it a little bit different so that's not to say you know we would never touch like diapering again or whatever right. but like if we've already talked talked about that we've talked about discipline stuff like that those are evergreen topics but just give a you know just take a looky yeah i would say if you want if you really like really want a good shot at getting featured because we do get a lot of listener questions now number one record your voice and send the audio or or use speak pipe because those are just so much fun like you said megan um but also i think the most specific like if your question is really specific and kind of advice column style where you really do want us to weigh in i think those make for really interesting conversations of course we're always going to on the podcast continue to cover motherhood and parenting and discipline yeah. and the general like the general big picture topics but the more unique your situation where we get to really weigh in and put on our dear dear Abby, Abby hats yeah yeah <laughs> anyway so that's a big ask but um I wanted to put it in this show because we're going to start to prep that in the next week or so and so it's always fun to get a nice little influx of new questions from you guys so Agreed. again hello at the momhour.com that's just however you do it that's where it'll end up and that's we'd love to hear from you yeah. Okay. So right. Megan, I I structured this one. I know it's usually your domain on more than moms. You're usually in charge, but every once in a while I jump in. And I don't ever mind giving up control to you, Sarah. So it's, please it's, take over. I, know. <laughs> I will. So I we're going to give some podcast recommendations. And the way I structured it is obviously you're going to tell us about the podcast and kind of what it is. And then, you know, who, who do you have in mind as a listener? Because not all those shows we mentioned are going to be a fit for everybody, but who yeah. should listen? And then also where to start? Because with a couple of these, we have like a specific episode or a specific, you know, place to start. And others, we kind of would recommend that you go through the whole series, like in an order or whatever. So yeah. what you yeah. are up first. So why don't you get started yeah so this is a show i um i think you told me about this sarah i did but um, then you listened like listened more than i did way that, more than you did um it's called zigzag and it's um by Manush and jen who were the host and producer of a show at wnyc for s- some time and yeah. then decided to go out on their own and start a media company so um they're both moms so mm-hmm. I, they're like the younger new york city um, versions of like you and I, Sarah, like, and also, you know, they were working moms. They weren't stay at home moms or like they weren't work at home moms. And they were so working they have, in radio and broadcasting and so. they were working. So they're the more professional, more legitimate versions of us. <laughs> but, um, I just think it's interesting. Like, I think they have a really interesting story. Um, but what's also kind of, it's just like general nerdery. So it's about yes. journalism. It's really at its heart. I think it's a show about saving journalism. That's really yes. what it's about and good journalism, but it's also a show about starting business and, they go into blockchain, which is like uh, the only way I can really describe it without getting too nerdy is like the um, 
foundation that cryptocurrency is built on. Yep. So if you heard of um, what's the big one everyone's doing these days? Uh, Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin. Probably You've not even Bitcoin. anymore. But <laughs> right. Well, what I, or whatever of. the next uh, Owen keeps trying to get me in on Sweatcoin, which apparently you earn when you like t- work, like walk a lot. It tracks <laughs> okay. your tracks your movement and offers you a Sweatcoin, which I think sounds gross. I think he was trolling me, but it's hard to tell sometimes. So um, anyway, it's like the foundation that it's built on. And so their premise is that you could use the same sort of software foundation or whatever. It's like a network. Mm-hmm. And you could use this same network to basically support things that imp- are important to you mm-hmm. without gatekeepers. So yeah, like, and basically like decentralize yeah. media kind of. Yeah. De- so you could yeah. take some of that power away from like big media empires and put it in the hands of these individual journalists and stuff like that. And if anyone who's interested in journalism or like, uh, you know, information that's out there and like how this world that we're living in now has changed that I think it's I think it's just sort of I don't know uh, can I am I allowed to jump into the who should listen yeah, part oh, now yeah, or, yeah okay. just keep going <laughs> all right I think it's really one of those shows that if you're into anything like kind of nerdy or techie or businessy or even just like you think it's cool that two women are starting a business in this very male dominated area mm-hmm. I think anybody who's like and it's just really well done it's very it's well produced done. like an NPR show so it's good storytelling it's good um the production quality is great I kind of think it's just like a it could be interesting to anyone I don't know that anyone's going to want to listen to every episode in fact I kind of fell off when they really there's some really real nerdy dive. yeah about blockchain I don't care that much I like knowing about it like mm-hmm. I like knowing what it is I think it's really interesting to stay on top of that stuff and be able to be conversant about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't need to listen to two hours of deep dives on blockchain. So those are the episodes you just don't listen to. And that brings me to the part where like, where do you start? Um, the show does roughly go in order. So I think if you jumped in, in the middle, you'd be confused. That yeah. said, once you've listened to like the first three or four episodes, I, would agree. Yeah. I think you can start skipping around. I agree. My favorite parts and I have, I have not finished, but I'm like probably more than halfway through. And because I'm me, I'm not skipping. I'm just listening to all of it. Yeah. But, um, so my favorite parts are with, follower. Yeah, I know. Um, it's it really holds me back though with books too. Like I force myself to finish books that I really should just abandon. Ditch, I'd be ditch yeah. with no guilt. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> but my favorite parts of Zigzag are when it's like them recording their conversations and feeling yes. really insecure about you know it's just it's there's something human about that. They're very accomplished women, very very smart women, but they're fumbling and they're unsure, and that's kind of and they have a great rapport with each other and they're funny and they're yeah. moms and yeah so that's great yeah Good one. it's a really fun one so that All was right, zigzag zigzag okay. yep so my first one now i know you guys that true crime is a huge genre in podcasting but i am not a huge consumer of true crime podcasts i'm very i've only done a few which is why i'm going to talk about this one and it's it's not a um off the beaten path one. So you've probably heard of it, but if you haven't listened, it's called Dirty John. It was produced by Wondery and then the reporting, the investigative journalism is from a guy at the LA Times named Christopher Gofford. Um, it, I can't really tell you that much about it because it's a, it's a mystery. It's true crime. It actually happened. It happened here in Orange County. So for you Southern California people, there's that was kind of a fun thing as well. Um, it's different than a show like Serial um, or even S-Town. I really liked S-Town. Those are both great kind of investigative crime related. This has it's a I would I just will tell you it has a different story. It's totally compelling. And I want to say it's only eight episodes. So you could binge this whole thing like on a car ride. It is so, so well done. And the end is so different than what you thought. It's like reading an amazing thriller novel. 
but listening. You know what's so interesting about that is I have read a ton of true crime. Mm -hmm. I have never listened to a single true crime podcast, which is, I feel like was the big breakout genre, right? And then I've never watched true crime shows. I don't like them. The true, I don't like true crime TV. I think that I would actually like something like, like Dirty John. I really want you to listen listen. to Dirty John. I know you do. You've been trying to push it on me. Well, I kind of forgot about it because I think I listened about a year ago. Um, But it's it's relatively short and they don't waste any time. There's no like skipping episodes. It's the whole thing. You just want to keep going the whole time. So that who should listen is anyone who likes true crime. But I would say even if you're not like a a diehard, this is a great like it's maybe going to be your one time true crime. It's so good. Um, And then if you like journalism, if you like you know, just well-told stories, just same as you were saying, Megan. So that's Dirty yeah. John. And oh, and where to start? Okay, the, guys, anything where it's like a mystery unfolding, you have <laughs> to start at the beginning. And I will say that in some podcast apps, you know, Megan, how they're stripping the episode numbers yes. now, like in Apple Podcasts, and they don't want you to always say which episode it is. So it is sometimes hard, actually, if you're just glancing at something to tell where the beginning is. And so I will just say, like, either go to the website or listen to a minute at the beginning. But my mom literally started in, like, episode five of Dirty John. And she was like, oh, kind of confused, but it's interesting. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> you no. Have back to listen up from the beginning. So that's mine. OK, good one. Good one. OK, moving into it kind of along the same ish lines as where I was. But I still think it's a it's generally interesting. Yeah. And um, this one's called Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman, who was the co-founder of LinkedIn. Again, Sarah, I believe this was a recommendation that you made for me. That's what you're here for. Apparently <laughs> you do all but of this my was programming. In your, non, in your non-podcast listening days. And again, I think you probably went deeper with it than I did. Yeah, I listened to every single episode and, and I listened to all the special episodes. Um, it is a series. It is a seasons. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe season two has come out yet okay. so i've just listened to the one season okay um but they've had like some special episodes in between um anyway it's it is it's really about scaling a business which mm-hmm. for people who don't care about business means taking a small business and making it not just bigger but huge like, like facebook <laughs> like facebook or like taking a business and saying okay if i can you know bring in a hundred thousand dollars a year in profit doing x how do i turn that into a million it's really taking something and like multiplying it by 10 times or a hundred times or a thousand times. Um, so what's kind of cool about that is it's not really, it's not really advice necessarily. It kind of is like, if you were running a business, you might be able to glean wisdom from it. Right. But it's also just fascinating. Like, I think I it's thought, much more of like a peek behind the curtain. That's, it's a peek behind the and, curtain. And like, a where are they now? Companies. Or what do you call it? Like behind the, like how they got started stories. Yeah. 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 And it's like, they talked about um, Airbnb. That was one of my favorites. I loved that one. Um, my favorites because they talked about the fact that it started off like literally I didn't know this because often you know by the time you find out about a company they've been around forever because they're hey scaling right Mm -hmm. so you don't find out about them until they've hit some kind of critical mass well when Airbnb started they were the dudes who started it were going into people's houses and taking pictures of their spaces like themselves so I think they started in New York City and it started off kind of as like kind of like an app or a service to help people find places to stay just like it is now but they were also helping the homeowners take good photographs of their homes so that they could advertise themselves on these platforms. So it was like a very different business and very right. super hands-on. Right. And then it turned into like something completely different. So yeah. um, I also learned from listening to this, I think something is kind of interesting. I tend to be a little contrarian. And whenever someone says, this is the way you have to be to have a successful business or whatever, I'm always kind of like, oh, says who, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I will say... 
listening to this and you and I've had some interesting conversations, Sarah, about like the growth of our business and like, where would we really want to see it? And do we ever want to be at the point where we have 50 employees? And I think we're both like, no, no. And listening kind of helped me realize like what I'm not. Yeah. And I'm not one of these, like, I think that I'm very driven. I'm very ambitious. I have a lot of big ideas, but I'm not one of these people who's going to go in front of a venture capitalist and raise $10 million. Like, I don't want to do that. Like that's, I don't want to be in that business of having those kind of businesses. So that was, I don't know, interesting too. So I would say it's for anybody who thinks it's, who would think it's interesting to hear the background of how some of the household names got started and how they found success and the lessons they learned along the way. And I I think honestly, it's it's a very general audience. I think. I think so too. Um, Uh, And like you said, you don't have to want to have a like fortune 500 company to listen to this podcast. To me, I think it's really interesting hearing the starter stories of, you know, the Zuckerbergs and the whoever else is. I also love, I'm pretty sure it's Masters of Scale that committed at the beginning that 50% of their interview subjects would be female. Is that, do they oh, alternate? I didn't that, but so, that might be correct. Okay, so I also get mixed up between Masters of Scale and How I Built This. They're both okay. great. If you happened on one and meant to get the other, listen to them both. I think um, Masters of Scale, obviously not to take away from that pick, but it's either that one or... Um, how I built this, where it's they committed to f- half of their interviewees, their subjects are female. Well, I will say I'm just doing a quick scroll on their website right now. There are quite a few females. I, I know I'm not going to say half, but okay. like there's a lot of women. And I remember being struck by that. Yeah, when I was listening as well. So it might be yeah. how I built this. So I'll just throw that one out there as a good one, too. Yeah, that's it's another good similar. one in the same the same sort of genre. Yeah, um, I would say how to listen. However, just go and like whatever topic or yeah. like person you think is interesting, you can jump in. Sometimes there is a little bit of building from episode to episode. Like sometimes they'll they'll call back and it's produced really well. Like the mm-hmm. way that they do the interviews are great. They pull stuff out of interviews yep. and play it. And then they and then the guy jumps in, the host jumps in and, and comments. And so it's done really, really well. Um, and sometimes there's a little throwback to old episodes when you're listening and you're like, wait, what's that? If you didn't hear that one. But I definitely don't think it's a. Yeah, like I think they can breaker. mostly stand alone. Yeah. So Reed Hoffman is the co-founder of LinkedIn. And before that, was he PayPal or something? I mean, he's... I believe he was PayPal. Yeah. He's old, he's he, old school. Yeah. And business. so he's not... Ju- unlike some of these that are hosted by really good journalists, he is actually of the same ilk of these other yes. major players in terms of scaling a business. And I think he's very likable. I like him. He is likable. Like, and he has really good opinions yeah. that are that are earned, well-earned opinions yes. about how this all works. And so it makes him very believable and credible. Yeah. And yeah, he's great. Yeah, that's a great pick. Okay. My next pick is Pop Culture Happy Hour, which has been around forever. It's an NPR show. Um, but sometimes I find it, like if you're out there listening and you're kind of new to podcasts, you you still may not be listening to like the obvious NPR ones. Right. A pop culture happy hour. I come back to again and again. I will go sometimes a few months without listening. But what it is, it's a roundtable discussion about really everything in pop culture. So they do movies, TV, music. They do not do books and theater, except that they they end up referencing so much of of arts culture that. I almost had to think, well, maybe they do do those. They do comic books. They do. So anyway, mostly books, music, TV. Um, And it's roundtable and they have kind of recurring roundtable guests, but then they will bring on a lot of NPR kind of specialty people. So if they're talking about an album, they'll bring on a music critic. Um, It's moderated so well. I find listening to roundtable podcasts sometimes difficult if they're not done well. And we've talked about this, Megan, how it's hard to... Um, it's hard to make a podcast with more than two people talking because you have to 
it's got to feel like a conversation that you want to listen to without being a bunch of people talking over one another. And so it's just done really, really well from that perspective. Well, the funny thing is I do not, I do watch a fair amount of good TV, but I do not hardly ever watch movies, but I will still enjoy an episode of pop culture happy hour. Even if I have no plans to watch the movie, just because they're really smart. They're very funny. They always have different opinions from one another. They always kind of go down rabbit holes of other pop culture things that just feel it's very smart without being, I don't know, like unapproachable. So you don't feel like you have to know what they're talking about. Um, So I love it. I'll listen to almost everyone. So who should listen? Anyone who wants to feel smarter about arts and culture is what I hands up. I want to feel smarter about arts and culture. Yeah, you should listen. I get the New York Times Sunday paper. Well, I did. I haven't gotten in a while, but I would always like pull out the art section and just like stare at it and go like, this is so above my head because I'm not going to any of these galleries. Like, right. You know what I no, mean? This is I'm the not going to about... see this play. I'm not going to go yeah. to this gallery. This is pop yeah. culture. So this is stuff you could actually go see these movies and nice. uh, listen to this music. Better. Um, and then where to start? I would say anywhere, but they do have a couple of different types of episodes that they do. They have a recurring segment called, called what's making us happy this week. And they only do that. I think like, every other show. And so in the, in the show titles, if you see what's making us happy, those, I think those episodes are my favorite because they spend about half the episode on one particular thing, a movie say, and then they spend a good portion it on what's making them happy, which is, it could be pop culture picks from anything that's going on right now. Um, and so those I think are maybe I prefer them slightly more than the others. Um, they don't do a lot of interviews. It's mostly just the round table, but they will throw in some kind of specialty episodes. So I would say start anywhere, but if you if you land on a random one that doesn't feel like what I just described, try another one. So yeah, that's it. Good idea. Do uh, it. Uh, do it. <laughs> okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member Katie were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor Meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor Meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. 
Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. All right, is it my turn? It's your turn. All right. Um, oh, okay. So I am going a little bit off of the, uh, I don't know, the formula here. Business-y. And I am going to talk about a parenting podcast. Um, but a new, it's, it's not newer, but it might, I've never seen this show pop up with the You Might Also Like yeah, Under me Our neither. Show. So I'm thinking maybe the audiences must just be a little bit mm-hmm. different enough, right? And you mentioned in the last segment um, how difficult it can be to do panel, like mm-hmm. roundtable type shows. I will also say that it's very difficult to do a solo show. Yes. Um, I know some people who do it really, really well. I think Karen Walrand, who does uh, Make Light on mm-hmm. our network, does a really good job. But it's hard. It's hard to sit and, and say interesting things and keep it moving and all that. So mm-hmm. this is an... Um, Example of a show that does it really, really well. And it's called Mother Like a Boss. And the host is Kendra Hennessy. Um, actually was recently interviewed by Kendra. And I, the show hasn't aired yet. It won't air for a few weeks, I don't think. But like, it was so fun because it was kind of like talking to myself with slightly younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is really about homemaking and household organization, but from like a non-perfectionist standpoint mm-hmm. um but also parenting is woven in and, and productivity and all Didn't those she things own a house cleaning business that's fascinating to me yeah yes and so, so like she's, she really understands like true yes. home management and cleaning and organizing yeah but what i really like about her and what i kind of came out through this interview that i did with her is that um she's got tips and she's got systems and all that but what we both agreed on is like no one system is going to solve your household problems yeah. it's like an attitude um and i feel like that's always been our Thing, yeah. Sarah. Like mm-hmm. there's no one solution that's gonna solve any of it's your not a parent- folder filing system that's gonna no, solve and your it's problems. not a pretty chore chart or whatever. Right. I mean, those are nice things to have, but like what's gonna what's gonna whatever the issue is you're talking about, whether it's you know, running your household more smoothly or getting your kids on board or something or discipline or any of it, it's like you've got the tools in one hand, but you need the attitude and the action mm-hmm. behind it. And that's what she's so good at. Like she's really she's very firm and like firm, but kind like Ma- like Mary Poppins. <laughs> I love that kind of. Um, that. So, yeah. So I really enjoyed talking to her. And then I went back and listened to episodes and I really enjoyed it. If you're like just kind of into some encouragement with like real practical advice, but also kind of a kick in the pants to also maybe adjust your mindset a little bit um she's great for that and i think you can start anywhere like you can jump in yeah i think it's kind of like ours where i think you could start at the most recent episode or go back to the beginning yeah it's really up to you yeah this is kind of she's new on my radar as well but i i happened to listen to i think it was tips for back to school like tips for making this back to school your most organized yet or something like that um and it was really good and like you said it was just her which is hard to pull off but it was like somebody just giving you that encouragement without being super pedantic about it. Just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Um, and she, and she um, also does some interviews, but not a lot, not right. a bunch. Like it's more a solo show. Yeah. Kind okay. of inspired me actually to do a solo show. Would you allow me to do that, Sarah? Well, I mean, I'd miss you, but no, no I mean, like, I'm still going to do a show with you, duh. <laughs> no, you totally should. You're really good <laughs> okay. at um, kind of scripting and doing that kind of stuff too. 
Well, we'll see. Um, okay, right, so that was Mother Like a Boss, in case you missed the yes. name with Kendra Hennessy. Good recommendation. Okay, my next Thanks. one's really random. And I'm not even going to uh, recommend the entire um, catalog of this podcast, but just one episode. So, um, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow has her goop empire, which is like stores yes. and a blog. Um, she also I didn't a, even know she had stores. I just thought she had an There are real retail. stores now. I think that's relatively okay. new. Wow, I didn't so know that. So here's right. my thing about people love to hate. Gwyneth they really Paltrow. do. And I they love to hate her so much that it almost makes me like the contrarian want, you want to yes. like her. But yes. I don't no, I, totally I don't get feel it. strongly about liking her. I just feel strongly ambivalent about why people hate her so much. And I it makes me uncomfortable. Like women hating women in general makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I feel like even women who are like like to empower other women, even some of them hate Gwyneth. It's like a, it's a really, it is a weird, you know what it is. And here's, I've gone down this path before too. In fact, I think at one point I wrote an editorial at like babble.com back when it was like under owned by somebody else or something defending Gwyneth Paltrow, which I don't care about Gwyneth Paltrow. Right, I like her I don't movies, love I guess. Her. I just I don't, don't hate her. Like she's got good do. hair. Um, but my point was everything is relative. And so, yes, do I think it's kind of ridiculous to hear women who are in households making, you know, 10 to 20 times my yearly income or more, you know, talking about how they manage their nanny or whatever, I guess. But like, wouldn't it be equally ridiculous to someone in a developing nation to listen to me gripe about not having a house cleaner right Right. now? I mean, there's everything is on a scale if we live in the United States, we are rich. Yes. Regardless. Yes. Of, now we're less rich than Gwyneth. Right. right. But we probably would come off as just as out of touch and ridiculous to somebody who is much less rich. Right. <laughs> so yeah. sorry. I just totally hijacked your. No, that's OK. Romance. I think you and I are on the same page about Gwyneth hating is it's just more baffling to me. And yeah. I don't I just don't have a super strong opinion, except that I come down on the side of it makes me uncomfortable with like total teardowns of any woman makes me uncomfortable. Okay. So that's the background goop. The goop podcast is what it's called. And her whole line of her blog and her media empire and whatever is called goop. If you're not familiar. So it stands for something, right? I have no idea. Like Like good old this organic product. (laughs) My privilege is showing. I don't know (laughs) in another language that we don't understand. Yeah. Cause anyway. Um, okay. So, I listened to an episode. I've only listened to a couple. She interviewed Oprah, and I thought it was a fantastic conversation. Um, She recently interviewed Sarah Jessica Parker, who I really do love, actually. Now, they are two very, very wealthy women who live in New York and L.A. We're not going for relatability here, guys. But let me tell you about this conversation. First of all, it's like 70 minutes of just the two of them talking. They're very good friends in real life. And I kid you not, they go down tangents about their own kids and about parenting where you could have been listening to us, Megan. Now, I'm not saying we have as nice of shoes or as nice of houses, but they were very vulnerable in this conversation. And the whole conversation is not just about parenting, but they do spend quite a bit of time talking about parenting young teenagers. And I was like almost emotional because you could I don't care how produced the thing was and how much, the you know, you can be a cynic, but they were really talking about motherhood from a very insecure like well what do you do have you gone through this and it was like listening to any other two moms and I found that very um satisfying to listen to and really sweet and I also think Sarah Jessica Parker I have always liked her she's really smart they talk about a lot of the projects that she has going on so I would guess who should listen if 
if you are a fan of either of them, it's a no brainer. But if you're not a fan or even if you're a hater, I don't know. I feel like it's worth it's it's so not what you would think of, of like an overly produced Hollywood podcast. Even their sound quality is not perfect. Like yeah. Sarah Jessica's coming into Gwyneth's house. They're at her house and there. You can tell that like. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. And so I have only listened to a couple episodes of the Goop podcast and I probably will not be a regular listener, but um, that one was such a nice surprise because it was so different from anything else I was listening to. And I, I really think a lot of you guys, a lot of our listeners would really find it fun. It's a fun listen. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. Well, was, and that's very unexpected. I did not expect you to come out with Goop today I, as one of right? your choices. So weird. I, um, that episode aired in July of 2018. If you're in, just in case we're your way off base. So if you have to go find it, it's their July 26th of 2018 um, interview with Sarah Jessica Parker. All, All right. right. Okay. So we don't have that much time left, but I saved a couple of fun questions. That I thought we could just banter over. I want you to do the first one. Okay. Because I forgot this was on the outline and didn't think about it. So right. we're um, flying I, by the seat yeah. of our pants. We don't even have to like <laughs> even do these questions. Actually, we can okay. just banter. But I was going to ask if there's a podcast you've been meaning to listen to or wanting to start listening to that you haven't or something you've heard about that has intrigued you. Um, and so I can go first if you don't. Yeah, have go one. first. Um, so mine is. NPR politics and it is another NPR roundtable show so I'm not like going too far outside the mold here but the problem is I listened religiously about two years ago and then after November 2016 I like got depressed and stopped from my life um and Brian my husband is pretty into political podcasts and he was like no you should come back it's we're now heading into the midterms it's smart commentary it's um it's not just like listening to the news which is also fine i listen to npr's up first for the news but um just that conversational nature and the different um the people that they have on from across the npr spectrum so that is one i am going to add back to my subscription list and get back into trepidatiously this fall <laughs> so i'm going to take it a- trepidatiously I get you you can always take a break again if you need to Sarah yeah. remember you're not I'm just afraid committing. of like having flashbacks like yeah no I get you yeah um I'm gonna take a slightly different angle with this question okay because for me um maybe just because of the nature of my personality if there was a podcast I truly wanted to listen to I've already I would have already listened to it even if it meant ditching another show right you know I would have already done it um that said news Arts and culture, mm-hmm. um, probably news and arts and culture are are two genres where I want to find something to listen to, but I want it to be quick. So maybe up, yeah, is it up first? Yeah, up first is like twelve or thirteen minutes every maybe day. Maybe that's where it's I great. should start. Yeah, um, I've heard I, the New I York want, Times one is good too. The New York Times yeah. is a daily one that's supposed to be good. I think that that's probably. I, I I want to be better informed, and I think a podcast would be a really good place to do it. I just haven't, I hadn't yet sort of zeroed in on the one I wanted yeah. to listen to. And I'm going to also add this part. Is there any podcast you feel like you should want to listen to, but you just don't care? Yeah, I have a few. Because Serial would be that for me. I don't care. I don't want to listen to Serial. Okay. Which um, is ironic, right? Well, remember the Dax Shepard? Listeners are going to hate us. But remember the Dax Shepard? What's it? I forget what the podcast is called now. Like No Interruptions or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Dax Shepard. And remember yep. how many people were telling us, like, when we at conferences, when we say that we're in podcasting, people are like, oh the Dax Shepard podcast and that one and we're so just like, many people mm-hmm. have talked about it that almost makes me not want to listen I don't know well Maybe it's not you even guys that tell me, listeners should I listen to that show it's not even I mean there is the there is definitely that again I'm going to say contrarian where yeah. like just because everyone else is doing it I'm not going to kind of a thing like Pearl Jam we talked about that remember 
Um, but there's for me, there's also just kind of me going, eh, meh. Like, it just doesn't interest me. Yeah. So, but I still feel like I should want to, but yeah. I don't. But for so cereal in particular? Cereal in particular is one yeah. that I, I don't really care if I ever listen to. Yeah. Which That's- is weird because it's right in my wheelhouse. It should be something I'm into, but That's I'm not. That's fair. But then I want you to listen to Dirty John. It's shorter than cereal. Okay. All right. Fine. Um, okay. Do you have a podcast you wish somebody would make, like a fantasy podcast that you don't think exists, but would be make an awesome podcast? So I, okay, this again is a little bit, a little more obscure, esoteric of an answer to this That's question. Fine. Um. I was listening. I did give a listen. So the show that was that I didn't mention because we didn't have time for the, in this episode, but there was a show that I got really into called Startup. Uh-huh. And it was hosted by Alex Bloomberg, who was previously the producer at This American Life. Yep. Um, and it was really well done. But like he started a network as well. Yep. Gimlet, and mm-hmm. they did this really it's, it's called like the homecoming. And it's this like almost like radio theater. Oh, interesting. And it had like Catherine Keener and a bunch uh-huh. of other indie actresses or actors and actresses that I really like. And it was so weird. <laughs> That's the only way I can put it. It felt so weird to be sitting in my car listening to a story play out. Right. And I felt like I wanted more people to do that. So it would be less weird. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. Like I want to retrain my brain to think that that's li- an acceptable to think differently yeah. about audio. Kind of the way I used to feel about like a Prairie Home Companion. I, mm-hmm. I listened to that religiously for years and I loved it. I mean, that was more vignettes and like yeah. little stories, but it was, it was like a variety show yes. on the radio. Right. Well, there's just not like a lot of podcasts that are kind of going outside the information news or banter model. Do you think Those, that I feel like yeah. there could start to be though? Me too. Oh, I totally agree. I think it's going to happen. And I, I think when I say I wish someone would make it, I mean, I think people will start to make it. And um, I, I just want to I want to like I want to experiment a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I love that answer. No, I think there are there's definitely fiction podcasts and serialized fiction podcasts. And like you said, radio theater. So maybe they'll reach their like point where mass adoption happens. Yeah. Um. So this one probably exists. You listeners can tell me, but. Or we should just make this podcast, Megan. But I would like a chatty podcast about kitchen and food and cooking related things that has actual helpful tips for feeding a family, but that's not coming from like one particular nutrition philosophy or like system, but that's just a more general like mm, our okay. show, but for food. I don't know. It could be called the kitchen hour, maybe. Oh, oh my gosh. We own kitchen. that. So wait, so you'd want it to be about food, but like can you go into like the making of food or no, the like of food? The, I like feeding a family, like the stuff we've family, tried okay. to do on this podcast only with people who like really know and really um, I'm thinking more recipe based, like really talking about like ingredients, ways to use ingredients. So pretty, okay. pretty hands on actual cooking and feeding a family, but um, not with like a particular nutritional. Right. Yeah. Not like whole 30 podcast or paleo podcast, but just a feeding the family podcast with someone with more expertise. I mean, we've tried to do that on the mom hour from our very like regular mom angle, but I'm thinking of like a chef and a nutritionist or, yeah, you know, like a, something Gosh, like I that. feel like that's been out there. Sometime, I know. So but like, I just maybe need to not. Find it I used to listen to a ton of food podcasts, a ton. I that remember used to be that. what I mostly listened to. I listened to the America's test kitchen, which I think is done now. Right. I listened to Alton Brown's, which really wasn't about food, but he was enough of a food that that's done. And then I listened to one called spilled milk for a long time. That I, I remember you saying that. Kind I don't of think forgot I about it. And it. then there was one with these two moms. They did like, um, 
like mealtime, saving mealtime or something like okay. that. And that one was pretty good. That was good. Like I, but I was kind of starting to fade out of my meal, my food planning. Yeah. And you were listening. kind of moving on to other things. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I would love. So if you guys know of a podcast like that, I will um, mention the Sporkful is a really, have you ever listened to the Sporkful? Megan, no. you'd like it. It's more of like a food culture podcast and it, it's, um, the it's Dan Pashman is the host. And I thought it was an NPR show, but I just looked and it's not, it's his independent thing, but he has contributed to all kinds of other journalism. And the tagline is it's for foodies, not for cooks or it's for oh, eaters, okay. not for foodies. That's what it is. So it's really, it's really, and they do fun interviews with chefs and stuff, but it's more of, I would say it's more of like a food culture podcast, not like an actual yeah. how to cook for your family podcast, but that's a good one. Um, do you, I don't even have an answer for this. So if you don't, that's okay. But do you have a podcast you would love to be interviewed for? Like be a guest All, all of them. I actually, I'm, that's a really hard one to answer. I know. I, so many different ones. You know, I always, I always imagined someday I'd be interviewed on fresh air. I think, um, that's unlikely now, <laughs> but like something like that, I think would be really interesting where like you delve into not only your career, but your background and like just interesting questions and, um, we there like are a lot. Be, we like to be have questions asked about ourselves. We like we to do. talk about ourselves. Everyone likes to talk about yeah. themselves. Come on. Um, but yeah, I think something like that. I, I think if I thought about it a little longer, I'd probably come up with a better. Yeah. I, I like to put myself in the like I like to imagine myself in a place where someone like like a you know, Mnuchin Jen from Zigzag would yeah. like care to interview me, but like that is hard to imagine. So right. I, it's like hard to wrap my brain around. So yeah. I don't know. What about, what so about you, you did an interview. Yeah. I didn't have a specific answer for this either, but it did make me think you did an interview for a local podcast or a podcast that's produced locally, right? That hustling and heels. Yeah. That was a yep. really cute interview. I listened to oh, that thanks. one. Um, and I just recently did an interview for um, Northwestern Intersections, which is the Northwestern like alumni and career podcast. It's not out yet either. But what I what those made me think of is there's definitely like local. I would love to find some local podcasts or somehow get into like being a guest on or otherwise connected to podcasts that are about my immediate community because like the great the great part about podcasting is that it's you know reachable everywhere but yeah. then there isn't a hyper local nature to it and back when I was blogging I loved having like a local mom's blog that I wrote for and worked for as well as national platforms like each scratched a different itch and I think podcasting is the same so I don't know that I think that for both of us I think that could be fun to either be featured on a local podcast yeah. or otherwise get into local podcasting circles. And this is a good place for me to um, sort of plug the fact that now that I, my kids are in school, um, I'm done with radio. I quit that gig. I, don't, I think we talked about that on here before, but like in case you missed it, I'm no longer a radio morning show host for various reasons. <laughs> so I got my mornings back, people. Woo -woo. Um, I One of the things I really want to do is a lot more interviews on other people's podcasts. Yeah. So if listeners have suggestions shows that they think Sarah or I or both of us would yep. be good on please let us know yep no it's really fun both of us have been doing that more lately we'll always let you guys know when we appear on other podcasts and when you're an avid consumer of podcasts I always think it's really fun to hear like a podcaster you know from over here interviewed yep. over here even even at the NPR level like when Alex Bloomberg was on zigzag I was like oh I know him he's from startup you know like it's it's like worlds colliding yeah. Um, I love it. I just before we wrap a couple things. Um, if you are not aware, when you leave reviews in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, it helps the podcasters you like so much. Even yes. the big ones, even the ones who you think don't need more reviews, it really, you. really helps. <laughs> so I have done this before and I should do it again this fall. Just setting aside a 
period of time to review a whole bunch of podcasts at once. And it's just like it's like throwing a dollar in the tip jar at the coffee shop. It's like just a way to show like I'm I'm on your team. Here's like, you know, taking that time to leave a review, a a five star review or a four star review or any kind of honest review um, is a really great way to participate in the podcasting world. And so if you haven't, not just for us, but any podcast that you love, go go leave some reviews. So, yeah, I want to say it's so funny to me that um, the one that comes up, at least in my app, when I look at the mom hour, Uh if I look in the pod, uh, the Apple podcast app, it's a three year old. It's a three-year-old um, review. Uh-huh. It's four stars, which is great, except we have five out of five as our overall. Average, so I yeah. think the average is five stars. And then we've got just like a few others sprinkled in there. And then it's a it's a nice review. It's like, thank you for covering the topic. Love the suggestions. Side note, the jingling jewelry was distracting. Oh, yeah. Which was <laughs> that was sound back when we had issue. all those. Yeah. yeah, we had all those weird issues with our it was like someone's mic wasn't plugged in yeah. right or something or. And it's so yeah. it's over three years old. Yeah. It's over three years old. I think that's so that's funny. funny. But like, it's nice that we've got a bunch of others because people can see we have a ton. And if they click over. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, I know your wheels are spinning, guys, and you want to tell us the podcast we forgot to mention that you think you would like. So we you, I, I seriously think you guys know us better than we know ourselves sometimes. Like, I'm, I'm sure we've forgotten to mention some. So send us the podcast that you think we'd love. We're hello at the And then I think when I put the show notes together for this show, which are always at the I'm just going to include a big list of not just the podcast we mentioned, but even some other ones, including the other parenting and mom podcasts in our network and our friends, because I mean, everyone benefits from a big, a nice big list. So um, definitely check the show notes because I'm going to include some that we didn't even have time to mention today. And then you'll have some new shows to check out. Nice. All right. Well, this was fun. We will be back with you guys on Tuesday with a regular episode. And Megan, I'll talk to you then. Yeah. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits in self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.